The following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. This episode is brought to you by TweakedAudio.com. Get headphones, earbuds, and accessories from TweakedAudio.com. Just enter the discount code CAFCOMICS, that's all one word at the checkout. You'll get 33% off your entire order, free worldwide shipping, and a limited lifetime warranty on everything you buy. That's TweakedAudio.com. And now... It's time for Caffeinated Comics, a lively discussion and debate on comics, film, television, and collectibles, all fueled by the magic of Frappuccinos. And now, here's your hosts, John and Steven. Thank you, it's Caffeinated Comics. I'm your host, John Clark. With me, as always, is my co-host, Stephen Brown. And we're like squeezing this in because you have a crazy week. Yeah, the weekend just gets away from you sometimes. Yeah, so for us, we're doing this a little early, so... uh, my apologies in advance if something major happens <laughs> yeah, on Saturday. This is a this is a Thursday evening podcast, so <laughs> yeah. we're um, where it's like Jim Lee died, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're gonna, something massive will happen, and we'll just be like, oh, all right, I guess we gotta. But and... there there has been some big news this week, which we can get into. Um, yeah, the most major thing is they've just named Kevin Feige CCO of Marvel, like he was already head of Marvel Studios. Yeah, now he's running. Everything and the comics, a, the TV, movies. I'm guessing like Marvel Legends got to get his okay's now. So, um, Bob Iger used to have that job, or do I have no? The name Bob Iger is running Disney. Oh, uh, nobody really had this job. This is kind of what they gave Jeff Johns, but then Warner Brothers didn't really listen to Jeff Johns. Yeah, nobody's lost their job. That's what I right. So, it's Joe like Casada is still like executive president sure like, but joe casada is now answering to kevin feige they, but casada so like hasn't a position left. above casada they basically told kevin feige you can have everything else uh, yeah. i think jeff loeb is out that's the rumor uh yeah i'm okay with that yeah loeb was running loeb was running the netflix shows that was probably his biggest thing he's running agents of shield which is ending yeah and then he had a ghostwriter show that didn't go anywhere i heard that ghostwriter show isn't happening anymore no it's not happening and feige's running all of the disney plus shows mm-hmm. which is kind of all we're gonna have, yeah. So they were all. So television was already part of the movies. You think? Um, you mentioned the Marvel Legends. You don't think that like somebody is looking at that hat high up, like a Kevin Feige, and is just like, yeah, make um, you know, uh, the Black Knight action figure. They I don't, don't. I don't think Kevin Feige is deciding on the line, but I think I think Hasbro. You think somebody at Hasbro says. Um, shows models of the next wave of like Marvel Legends that are coming out. I think they have a meeting where they go, here's 2020. Yeah. And then somebody like Cassada or Kevin Feige is like, uh, you know, we're going to have a big crossover with the Fantastic Four. We should get some more Fantastic Four in there. Or like, mm. ah, we're going to change his costume. Yeah. So let's not do that now. <laughs> I think they just let him know, look, this is what we're doing on our side. This is how it will affect you. Yeah. I don't think, uh, they're not like, hey, Hasbro, make Nightcrawler again and again and again. Yeah. I guess, uh, <clears throat> I guess I just didn't think there was that level of. Oh, there's always been. Yeah. Even back in the them. Toy Biz days. Yeah. There was that oh. level. Of, well, you remember in the 90s, the Toy Biz, uh, figures which you're gonna say are perfect because you were a kid they weren't but uh, I, had, yeah. so I had many of them they're perfect the figures are perfect now <laughs> but like say that like guys like senyaka and comcast and yeah. executioner uh those guys would be in like one comic and then a couple of months later there'd be a figure right which meant they were talking to marvel because so marvel was like we're gonna come out with this guy here's a new figure he's gonna be an x-men villain we don't mm. know how who's gonna blow up because 
everyone right. was blown up because in the we're throwing everything at the wall. Out. Yeah. But toys take about a year between right. design and production, so, so they had to have been working together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So that they've always been talking to Marvel. Um, toys wasn't really mentioned as a big part of it, but but, but it, basically but it wouldn't be. Ev- basically, Feige's got to check off on everything, and you know. Um, it, I think it makes a lot of sense to make him the face of the company cause Stan is gone. Yeah. I, I, I obviously Stan wasn't running anything for the last like 40 years, 40 years, Yeah, you know, since the seventies, he's, he's been a figure. When he goes out to California or whatever. Yeah. That, there's uh, a big controversy a about, uh, when Gwen Stacy died, he said he didn't know anything about it. They were like, you signed off on it. I'm like, oh, that means you were just signing things. Yeah. He wasn't checking he, any of this He was stuff. just like, yeah. Shang-Chi, sure thing. The inmates were running the asylum. <laughs> um, yeah. I, all right. That makes sense. You know, uh, I think it's a good thing. Hopefully I don't want to see him, um, muddy up the waters too much with comics. Well, here's the thing with the things. publishing is uh, what effect do you think he'll have? Because well, that's my worry. He's ha- it's uh, the more I think about it, the less I worry and the better I feel. How many relaunches has Marvel had in the last ten years? A lot. Yeah, how many of them is stuck? Less than half. <laughs> so, so now they've hired the guy who's run twenty movies that no one's ever done that have all been interconnected and worked. That's, he could that's... be coming in, going like, guys, this is what we need to do to keep this thing together. Yeah, well, my only concern is uh, somebody coming in from outside of comics. I understand he read comics and he's clearly looking at the material when they're making the movies. But what I'm saying is, um, this was my concern with Disney bought Marvel, which didn't pan out and I was very grateful for, was that they people who didn't understand the medium would come in and tell the people who did understand the medium and working in the medium what to do and they'd make a lot of changes for the sake of making changes without considering whether or not those changes are warranted. And Marvel's had a lot of those guys. Right, and that was you know, my the, that's the my 90s concern. is that. But you know what when Marvel Studios started, one of the things they did was build that brain trust and it was like it was Bendis and Quesada and Mark Millar um to tell them, "Hey, this is what works for these characters." So he's already a guy that listens right to comic guys. Yeah, he's definitely earned a seat at the table for sure. Uh, you know, and as you mentioned, it Warner Brothers not been, uh, you know, the DC of movie making. <laughs> they they would have listened to Jeff Johns a long time ago, right. you know, and they didn't. And he's he's the guy that you should have been listening to. Yeah, exactly. And it was a dicier proposition because because basically DC was like, hey, this guy sold a lot of comics for us. He should be helping you guys make your movies. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He could have yeah. except yeah, they didn't listen, which is frustrating because this guy came from movies. He used to intern for right Richard, Richard Donner. Donner. Yeah. You got to start with Richard Donner. In fact, he and Kevin Feige. Both worked for Richard Darner together. Oh, really? Yeah, they knew each other back in the nineties, um, and they were both the comic nerds. Did they? Again, my timeline's not great. Did they work for Richard Donner while he was making fucking Superman movies? No, no. They're both of those guys are around my age. Right, and I was like six when Superman. came right, out. Right, they were children when that. Movie no, they came were out. working on like Maverick. Okay, <laughs> which hey, Maverick's a great movie. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know? um, I can't watch it anymore because Mel Gibson's a racist, crazy person. But you yeah, know. James Garner was a fun guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they were like the, the Donner stuff in the '90s. I think they helped with, but they were the they were like the Office Boys. They were getting they coffee. Were, they were making copies. Yeah. Okay. So you know they didn't have a say in what was going to be sure. made, but they learned the business from Richard Donner, right? And they both went into comics from there. But 
Yeah, I think it's only I think it's only good news because Feige's been able to run the whole thing. But the weird thing is, how much is if he just pitched a Star Wars movie? And yeah. he's still running the right. 10 movies they're doing and the 10 TV shows they're doing. And now he's going to be overseeing the publishing. He might be more hands off. I with, think because how many hours are there in a day? Well, and that's the thing is like uh, what uh, when once you're making movies, what what uh, what are you getting out of comics that you're not getting out of the movies? It's one thing for us who read the comics, we're big fans of the comics. Kevin Feige's not fucking reading Deadpool monthly. You know what I mean? It's like this guy's making movies and he's doing nothing else. Right. That's his thing. Although they've been they've read the comics plenty of times because they're like, oh, oh sure. we'll take from this and we'll take from this. But he's not subscribed to like a monthly book. He's not reading. I, I think he know. gets comps. <laughs> I'm certain he does, but I don't think he spends a lot of time reading comic books. Yeah, you know what? In, in, uh, in the 90s, I uh, I would help out Peter Pomiati, Jimmy's brother. Yeah. Every now and then. He was working on Aquaman at the time, and I remember going to, to his apartment one day, and there was a stack of DCs. He's like, oh, yeah, when you work for DC, you get comps. I was like, you get all the comics for free? I think Kevin Feige is getting all the comics yeah, yeah. for free. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I don't – I can't see this going wrong. I just can't. I mean, when you think of how things have been going, and honestly, Marvel's been pretty solid. It's just been like, oh, this comics story's not movies. as good. Comics. Yeah. They're, I mean, yeah, they're, well, they're, in the movies, they're unparalleled. The, the movies, they're doing a great job. I think with the comics, it's like, uh, you know, it, it, it's kind of like how it always is. There's always a couple books that are just knocking it out of the park, and right. then there's books where you're just like... All right, all right, we still don't know what we're doing with Fantastic Four. Sure, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know? the new Fifty Two was like that. Out of it, at, yeah. you know, they were like, "We're launching everything; it's well, gonna be great." And you got Capullo and Snyder doing Batman, that's right? Really you get you a couple gems here and there. the The thing with DC is more of a uh, this reboot craze of like everything's fresh and none of the continuity matters. At least with Marvel, you can be like, "Yeah, the Human Torch that counts." You know, the you know fucking <laughs> going yeah. all the way back to the Golden Age. Yeah, I mean, um, and I'm catching up on my Hickman X-Men now. I'm not, I'm still behind. I'm still like Yeah, you're behind the spoiler that me and who else was here that was reading the book that was like, oh, it's so good. Oh, so I haven't hit that spoiler yet. Uh, you're re- you're right there. It's like the next oh. issue will do it. Okay. And you, you're, you've read the big consequence, the big thing that. Well, I don't, yeah, we won't get into spoilers because we'll I don't want Enjoy you to it. get into spoilers for me. Um, yeah, like there were some big things that happened, and I'm like, that won't stick. That yeah. so, so I'm not I'm not feeling like yeah, oh. you're not surprised but by it's, stuff because it's really well done. And I yeah. and X Men number one came out this week, and I can only imagine it's. Is it solidified or is it basically still continuing that it's, story? It's the same exact story. It might as well be the next issue of it. Um, okay. The, Lionel Francis used doing the art, and I'm not a biggest fan of that guy. I think he's pretty good. I like he, his Wolverine. He's fine. <laughs> he's It's just like, um, you know what? Uh, Lionel Francis used the thing. He did, um, he did a phenomenal uh, story with, um, I, I could be wrong, but I'm 90% sure Mark Wade wrote it. Uh, it was Superman Birthright. You ever read this? Oh, yeah, I think that was. I think that it was, was like weird. ten or eight no, issues or, wait, or like this. Was that Buziak? I think that might have been Kurt Buziak. Mm, you might be thinking of Superman's Secret Identity. That was Kurt Busiek. I might be. Um, I'll look this up. Yeah, look it up. But uh, for those of you who haven't read it, uh, Superman Birthright was basically like early two thousands DC's like let's retell Superman's origin, Again. but set it during like modern times. And I don't know if I've read a better Superman origin than that. 
It was great. And Lionel Francis Yu. You're right. Mark Wade, Lionel Francis Yu. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, but John Byrne already did this because it right. wasn't that long. It was. It had been about 15 years. Yeah. So I was like, ah, I love Mark I Wade, read, but I did, uh, just never read it. Was, it was basically written for my generation, right? Because we didn't have John Byrne's Superman. It wasn't. It was available, I'm sure, in reprints or dollar books, but like I never read his origin right. for Superman until like only a couple years ago. And I love Superman Birthright. And I love Lionel Francis Yu on that book. And then he went over to Marvel and this style changed and it was just like, Well, what the fuck happened to this guy? <laughs> you know? I was very um not a fan. Yeah, I I I like some of his work. I know I remember his Wolverine and I thought it was pretty good. Was it Warren Ellis or somebody good was writing it? Um, and I'm not a big fan of the Wolverine monthly. Yeah, and it's but a little I remember too much Wolverine and not enough X Men for me. Yeah, you know that's a problem. It says so right on the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they tell, tell you everything you need to know about it. Yeah, I do have a hard time finding Wolverine a compelling character without anyone else to mm. contrast him. He was created to be a team guy. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I I see only good things for this, and it might just be you know him just checking off and going, well, I don't know, and. And uh, or maybe it's this and then walking out of the room. I can't I can't imagine he's like going into New York and being like chromium covers, guys. We're bringing them back. Right. You know. Oh, you're on Fiji. I'm back. on Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, I agree. I don't think he's going to do anything crazy. I'm just hoping he's not like, hey, let's reboot the comics to make them like the movies. You know, I I cannot see that's like worst case scenario because it's like uh, the movies are great. The comics are uh, still better, and they 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 will be because they have an a, an incredible sixty year advantage over the movies. The most know? I could see them doing, and honestly, I wouldn't mind it, is if they created like a new Ultimate Universe, but sure. it was the the MCU publishing line, and it was like. Captain America looks like Chris Evans and uh, Tony Stark looks like Robert Downey Jr. And it's set in that continuity. Uh, of course, then like Star Wars or like the other ones, you run into that problem of like, well, a new movie comes out. It doesn't have to listen to those. Right. And I think that's uh, that would be my problem with I, I don't mind a reboot. I like the Ultimates when it started. I think it was a pretty good idea. I enjoyed most of those books in the when they initially started and then they all petered out none of none of them made it past 30 issues before i checked out of them uh, i would say it's like there's a place for ultimate style i think dc just announced it at a new york comic-con that they were going to do an ultimate style line of books or maybe i'm making that up well, they've already done those earth one yeah i think these novels. are going to be like their own continuity or something they're all going to be together i don't know we'll have to look it up but uh and I don't mind Marvel or DC or somebody doing that again, but anytime they set anything where it's like, this is the movie continuity, it's like, yeah, you're, you're, uh, the movies aren't going to listen to you, bro. And if they're making more movies, uh, the, what you're doing won't matter. They, they made that Spider-Man animated show that was terrible. Do you remember this? Um, it was like after one? the second Spider-Man movie, they came out with like a, a computer generated. Oh Spider-Man. yeah, the MTV one that was. It bad. was so bad, and it was set in the continuity. You know who did the, the voice of uh, Spider-Man in that? It was um uh Barney from yeah Neil Patrick Neil Harris. Patrick Harris yeah, I and mean, he'd be a good Spider-Man yeah. um at, for the time at least. And but it's that kind of idea of it's like you're painting yourself in a corner. You know they they right. couldn't use any big villains, so it's like they were making people up and then using villains they thought would never appear on. 
the in the in the actual movies. Yeah, and, and then they like, abandoned it lasted like thirteen episodes. Right. And then when Spider Man three came out, they put out Spectacular Spider Man, which took the Batman the animated series approach, except it had season arcs. Right. Because the gold Spider Man comics continued and that was the best Spider Man show they ever did. Right. So um, I'm kind of curious now with Disney Plus starting, they're going to have Ultimate Spider-Man and the new Disney XD Spider-Man. And I haven't watched a lot of it. So I may go back and like binge those because now they're accessible. Yeah. And they're going to have like all the Fox cartoons. Yep. They're going to have all the 60s cartoons like the old. Uh, no, but they are going to have all the 90s cartoons. Yeah. So like I think they're going to have like Silver Surfer. Oh, wow. I think they're going to have Fantastic Four and Iron Man. That's, so, see, that's cool. See, I haven't seen every episode of those because oh, I feel like... Have you seen Johnny Sing Flame On? No. Oh, my God. That sounds terrible. It's... Those were each a half hour. They didn't split the half no, hour they were, between yeah, them, No, yeah, it right? was an hour show, and they were a half an hour. It was, like, um, it was like Batman Superman Adventures, right. or when I was a kid, it was Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends Incredible Hulk. Because Incredible Hulk was a half an hour show and Spider-Man and his amazing friends was a Incredible half an hour Hulk show. the Lou Ferrigno. No, they had a cartoon. Oh, see, I didn't even know that. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. It, he they used the same animation when he changed every single yeah, time. Yeah, no, that's fine. I'm like, all right, now he's gonna clutch his forehead. Yeah. Now you're gonna show his right foot busting out of the shoe. Yeah. See, I think I've seen that, but I didn't know it was the whole show and everything. Yeah, and the animation and, looked exactly like Spider-Man and his amazing those, friends. Uh, those um <laughs> Those cartoons are kind of charming because um, Magneto got used a lot in those cartoons. Yeah. And he's like driving like an evil car <laughs> and stuff. And you're just like, oh, yeah, you guys had you had no fucking clue what you were, Have you seen what you that, were doing with that these. meme from the Spidey Super Stories? You ever, uh, speaking of uh, using television and movie continuities, do you remember Spidey Super Stories? Did you ever see those? Maybe. When Spider-Man was on the electric company. Okay. They did like a little kid line based on that called Spidey Super Stories. And, and all- it was animated? No, it was a comic. Oh, it was a comic. They made a they made an electric company comic. Okay. And it was like uh, the dialogue was very very simple sure. so kids could read it. And I had a few of them when I was a kid. But there's an issue, it became a meme where he fights Thanos and Thanos is just flying a helicopter and oh, on the side yeah. of the helicopter it says Thanos. Yeah, I seen this. Uh that showed up in Oh, maybe it is just that one comic that it that it shows up in. Um but I do remember I saw a panel of it and I'm like uh <laughs> Where the fuck did Thanos <laughs> steal a and helicopter? He, he almost from? doesn't fit, and it's one of those bubble helicopters. It's like the Adam like West a cartoon Batman. helicopter. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah, incredible. Yeah, that, those were those were good. I think they did one of those like um, what do you call it when they oh for like they force gump you and they put you in uh, historical yeah. events. Yeah, they did an issue of Deadpool where they force gumped him back and all this oh, stuff. That is yeah. They there's an issue of Deadpool that Joe Kelly did. Uh, that is amazing. And they Forrest Gumped him into an old Ramita Spider-Man. Yes. And they just took the pages. Yeah. And they drew like, I A-beat it with the original issue. And in fact, if you get the Joe Kelly omnibus, they it have, has both issues. Yeah. Some of them, they just read your Spider-Man as Deadpool. Yeah. And then uh, the, the best is like, they do the whole book. So it's like, uh, Peter Parker and Gwen Stacy go down to the coffee bean and they start dancing and there's just Deadpool in the back going like you guys are nerds yeah <laughs> it's really 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 funny but I think they did another issue of that where he uh, goes back and like steals the Thanos copter oh uh, that makes sense there was a um, there was a limited series I really like called Deadpool Secret Secret Wars 
Okay. And it what they didn't oh, they didn't draw on the I art, but is. but it was like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead. Where it was, uh, have you ever, you ever seen that play? No, I uh, I understand the premise because it's also the premise for uh, they did a Star Wars book like the it was like the adventures of like tag and zip or something okay and they're stormtroopers that have been involved in every major yeah. event that happened in star wars uh but they were stormtroopers so you didn't yeah. recognize them but they just kept getting stationed around yeah deadpool's secret secret wars is like that where it's he's like in secret wars yeah he's like nobody's paying attention to me yeah he's <laughs> just like and he's like running through him and it's like do you see spider-man just beat up all the x-men right <laughs> it's just like every event that he's a witness to. It's, yeah, it's really, really fun. They also, uh, I don't know if it comes out of that, but they did a story where the symbiote actually took over Deadpool for a while. Like First? No, when Peter got rid of it with oh. in the bell tower before it got to Eddie Brock, it was on Deadpool. For yeah. Me. They actually made a target figure, which I have. I think I, I, I was like, I just saw a Deadpool that had a symbiote. I'm like, when did this happen? And I was like, wait, where did I see a Deadpool symbiote? And I'm like, oh, I saw it in your fucking basement. <laughs> <laughs> looking through all your X-Men That does figures. not sound good. Yeah. I saw your Deadpool symbiote in your basement. I saw it in your basement. No, you know what's worse is if I offered to show it to you in you, my basement. Do you want to see my symbiote Deadpool in my basement? <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't lead with that. You got you got to go. You right. Want to, yeah. You want to see my Deadpool symbiote? Sure. It's down in the basement. It's in my basement. At the Alamo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, in other big news, uh, as they announced today there's been a lot of casting news coming out of the, from Batman, which says that it is definitely moving forward. Yeah, I, I guess I was like kind of surprised. I was like, oh, yeah, this is still you guys are still making this, huh? Well, I feel like that with everything DC now. Yes. Like, I didn't believe that they were making a Joker movie. Right. And then I, they made it. I certainly didn't believe they were making a Shazam movie yeah. until, until it opened because right. they greenlit everything under the sun. Right. And then they hear all this stuff gets canceled. And I don't know how yeah. many times they've pushed back. Uh, whatever Green Lantern's gonna be, you know. Yeah, even I don't like think the, um, it's even uh, part of the plan anymore. The Birds of Prey movie that's coming out. There's a trailer for had that. No now. idea. And then um, there's one more DC movie that's coming out. I'm like, wait, really? This uh, is Wonder Woman 1984. Oh, there's like one more than that. It's like another. Oh, Suicide Squad. James. Oh Gunn yeah, did, James Gunn's like, Suicide Squad. Really? And then yeah. it's like, oh yeah, he's they're they're fucking making this. Yeah, I, and everybody's in it. Yeah, but there have been so many things they talked about. There was, you know, Man of Steel 2. Flash two. movie. Yeah, oh, that fell apart a bunch of times. That fell apart as much as the Gambit movie fell apart. Right. With Channing Tatum. Yes. And I am so grateful that didn't happen. Yeah, well, think of how uh, how long it took us to get a Wonder Woman movie. Joss yeah. Whedon was going to make a Wonder Woman right. movie before Avengers. Yeah, Joss Whedon was trying to make a Batgirl movie after that, and that yeah. didn't happen. It's crazy. Yeah, it's you know, with a list talent like that, you figure, all right, we got the character, we got the the te- we got the creative talent. Yeah, just go ahead and make it. Right. But a lot of these things don't happen. So DC's like, yeah, there's supposed to be like a Joker loves Harley movie. There's supposed to be a Man of Steel two. There's supposed to be a Green Lantern Corps. There's supposed to be a Flash. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess at this point, it's like you show me a poster for it in theaters in like a proper thing, yeah. and I'll be like, okay, like you Wonder Woman. Show me a trailer. Right, and even like, better. Yeah, that means you shot something. That's, there's footage exists. But Batman, Batman, I know is going to come out because it's Batman. Yeah, Batman, Batman sells better than anything. And I've been looking forward to this because I really like Matt Reeves because he did the last two uh, Planet of the Apes. In fact, if you want to go back through our archives, we reviewed both of those the weeks they came out, and those movies are great. Yeah, that that last trilogy of Planet of the Apes added so much depth and story. 
that really wasn't there before. That I'm like, you want to do Batman? Go ahead and do Batman. Remember this started as like the Ben Affleck auteur project where he was going to write, direct, and star oh, in it. Yeah. And now he's not, I, honestly, he's not Batman. And I, and I don't mind him as Batman. Don't let somebody write, direct, and star in a Batman I wanted movie. to see what that would be. Terrible. Else, spoiler but alert. Ben Affleck it would have been terrible. Ben Affleck is a better director than he is an actor. Right, but I don't know that I want to see a Batman movie that Ben Affleck, who's been wanting to play Batman his whole life, writes, directs, and stars in. It's like, at some point, you got to kind of step back and be like, I shouldn't be doing all these jobs. I think it might have been one of those crazy movies that I really like. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been like Batman Returns, but without all the charm. That thing's crazy. Yeah, but I love it. But you knew this was coming, so they announced Robert Pattinson as Batman a while ago, and honestly, uh, I can't get that upset because of like, I didn't even see all the Twilights. This guy's made a ton of indie movies. He's probably a really good actor now in movies that no one's bothered to see. And honestly, it's like, he doesn't have to be that good an actor. He just has to play Batman. It's not that hard. Yeah. And nobody's liked any Batman casting ever. Right. Other than that, Yeah, I West. think that's the big thing is that everyone always hates uh, casting in Batman. And yeah. it's, uh, and then you, know, every- you showed us that Michael Keaton yep. petition because everyone was pissed about him. He was phenomenal. I'm sure people hated Val Kilmer and yep. George Clooney and they were right. Uh, Christian Bale, I'm sure people will be like, who's this guy? Oh, yeah, yeah, Christian Bale was a, a child star in the 80s. Right. And it was like American Psycho was the one thing he was known for. Uh, but with all of them, I'm like, all right, well, let's let's see. So I've been okay with that. But then in the last week, we found out that uh, Zoe Kravitz, who's uh, Lenny, Lenny Kravitz's daughter, and oh, Lisa yeah. Bonet's daughter. I she, forgot all about that. She's she was be Catwoman. She's Catwoman. She was in Mad Max Fury Road. She's the one that looks like Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Yeah, I I remember Lenny Kravitz's daughter uh, from other stuff. I don't remember from that terrible movie. Oh, right. You're still the one person that doesn't <laughs> yeah. like Mad Max yeah, Fury Road. because it's, it's dumb. Although now that movie has uh, both Bane and Catwoman in it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm cool. And I'm cool with that. I think she, she's going to be a good Catwoman. Uh, Jonah Hill just dropped out yesterday yeah what who was he up for though nobody was saying but whether or not it's everyone kind of agrees on it or it's leaking out uh but the rumor is it was penguin yeah and i could see jonah hill being penguin and jason alexander said today that he'd like to be penguin and i'm fine with that like from seinfeld george costanza yeah (laughs) i'll be the penguin george costanza cannot play the Penguin. penguin he can't Look, it's Batman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah, you would be. <laughs> yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. So, but what that's telling me is that the script, the what they said about Ben Affleck's script and Jeff Johns was working on it. Mm-hmm. Was I don't that, know that I trust that. No. Well, what they said the premise was going to be Batman and Rockham Asylum, and every villain was going to be in it. And they introduced mm-hmm. Deathstroke at the end of Justice League. To tie into that Batman movie. So Deathstroke was going to be in it. But and it was, it was Flash Thompson. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Everybody's a superhero at one point. Yeah. If you're a successful actor, you've what, been what a superhero. What's that like two-faced line? It's like if you don't die hero, you live long enough to see yourself cast as a yes. villain. Uh. Yeah. Fraser Crane was the beast at one point. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's been a superhero. Yeah, that's great. Uh, but I'm... But it sounds like this movie is maybe not has the same premise because Matt Reeves did said he's not using that script. He started from scratch. Uh, yeah, that's good. But if we have we have a Catwoman, we have a 
if the penguin is true, and mm. then they just announced today Paul Dano is playing the Riddler. So that's three villains right there. Yeah, remember when they were like, uh, uh, three villains is too too many. Do you know? Yeah. They did three villains before, and it sucked really bad. Although the Adam West movie has four villains, and that's three of them. Yeah. Maybe it's a remake of the 66 movie. <laughs> yeah, where their plot is to turn all the leaders of the world into cocaine-colored cocaine powder. Yes, maybe that's why Jonah Hill didn't want to do it. Yeah, or maybe. <laughs> uh, so, and then I... I, I well, I, I do not think Joker's going to be in it. I, yeah, I, 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 I think that's a good call. Especially I, because just, he just had his own movie. Yeah, you don't want to confuse people. Uh, I think it's good to leave the Joker out. Uh, I, I I don't know. I'm not I'm not a big fan of like, hey, here's the first Batman movie in a brand new story, and we're gonna give you three villains right off the bat. I think that might be a bit much. It's one thing if like the Penguin's gonna be in it as like a mob boss, and he's not gonna have a big role, and Catwoman's gonna be right. in it as just like a thief, and that's it. But, well, I think that, yeah, because Marvel does it well because you always hear like, oh, Batroc's gonna be in Winter Soldier, and he's in it for. 10 minutes and, and hey, it's great maybe dc's finally seen enough marvel movies to where they fucking figured it right. out you know how to do it you know well, you're, yeah remember finding out the shocker was going to be in homecoming and you're like well we'll see how and it was great great right i mean it, it typically works with the marvel movies we get a lot of um we get a lot of villains and uh the last round of batman movies did this where scarecrow was in all the batman movies uh, there were like two villains in yeah. every movie. You know, they did Joker and then they did Two Face. They did Bane and they did Catwoman. It's like mm-hmm. they, they did Rachel Ghoul and Scarecrow in the first right. one. Right. And Scarecrow. And then Joker and Two Face the second one. And then Bane and Catwoman the third one. And jo- uh, Scarecrow was in all three. Yeah, Scarecrow so like has cameos. There, there, and- there is a way to juggle the villains. My problem is, is that it's like. Uh, DC doesn't have a good track record of doing this. Does everyone remember Aquaman? You know that movie? Yeah. Had, they, Aquaman's they, nuts. They threw everything but into DC, that movie. DC now has as many hits as misses. So you don't know what Depends you're going to get. how far get. back you go. Um, from Nolan up, not counting Nolan. The Superman Returns count? Everything. No, Nolan did Dark Knight Trilogy. Yeah, but Superman Returns. But not counting out. the Dark Knight trilogy, let's say Dark Knight Rises ends an era for DC. Yeah. And then everything afterwards is this. And I think Ugh. Man of Steel. Was Man of Steel before Dark Knight Rises? No, I don't think so. I think so. it was right after. You got Man of Steel, you got Justice League, you got Suicide Squad, you got Wonder Woman, you got Aquaman, you got Joker, you got Shazam. Superman, Batman. Superman versus Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's some of those movies. are really good. I ended up seeing Shazam four times, and it's always fun. Yeah, Wonder no, Woman was they, really good. Well, here's Joker, the thing. Joker, I'm still thinking about. I still have problems with it, but I'm not going to say the movie failed. Yeah, it d- 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 definitely didn't fail. It, by the way, it's uh, Warner Brothers' number one movie for the year. Yeah. It's doing huge. Yeah. Um, that also worries me. I think it was Suicide Squad, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam, Joker. No, you get Batman vs Superman, Man of Steel. No, no, were those after Suicide Squad? Mm, yeah, yeah, I think Suicide Squad was right. Was that? I think Suicide Squad was, was before, after Justice League, but it was yeah, before I think it was Aquaman. after Justice League. Justice League was like a Christmas movie. Suicide Squad was a summer movie, right? So and I think that like the last appearance of Batman, yeah. uh, Ben Affleck as Batman, and is, I like, honestly and I I should maybe rewatch that movie because I kind of didn't not I didn't hate it. I think they've been kind of an upswing since then. The movies yeah. have gotten a little bit better, you know? So it's like, yeah, maybe this will work out. Yeah, depending on who you ask, they've gotten a lot better. Right. There's a lot of these that people really love. 
So I, I don't know. I think it's I. I have faith. I mean, how many? Uh, that's probably not fair. I was like, how many Batman movies have been really bad? I'm like, yeah, yeah, half a of lot, them. yeah, at least at least half, at least less than bad Spider-Man movies. Like, uh, no, I don't know about that. Well, you know what? The big characters, I feel like they're all like they're fifty-fifty. Batman, Spider-Man, Superman. X-Men. Superman, Superman, I think has less good movies than any of them. No, no he's got. F- oh no! <laughs> one, yeah, I there's one. Well, there's a couple good Superman. Superman one and two are good. Two is not that good. Two is pretty good. Go watch it. Uh, it's not that good. It's it's not bad. When you watch it as an adult, yeah, one is better than you remember, and two is worse than you thought. Okay, I'll maybe have to revisit them. And three, uh, yeah, I, Superman Returns. I found I that out when they first came out on DVD. So yeah. I was like, oh, I'm gonna watch all of them. Oh, what happened? Yeah. You know, he like murders a man in a diner. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, making I've fun been of him working out. Yes, <laughs> yes. but like that uh, man is dead. Yeah. He's at least paralyzed. He throws him through a pinball machine. Yeah, yeah, he really brutalized that guy. Lois Lane like pushes a superhero into like a bottomless pit. Well, super villain. Yeah, you're a pain in the neck. Yeah, yeah. Well, Margot Robbie, I was never a big fan of. Right? Or is that her name? No, Margot Kidder. No, Margot Kidder. Yeah, yeah. Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn now, and I'm kind of a fan. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was watching uh, an old Batman the animated series. Yeah, and I was listening to Arlene Sorkin, and I'm like, do you, Why do, you do we think maybe let... you're just not happy with anyone except Arlene Sorkin as Harley Quinn? Yeah, because the role was written for her. Yeah, and I'm like, Why do we let anybody? Besides Arlene Sorkin do this, especially voiceover. Because you know what, Arlene Sorkin, she's got to be around 60 now. She's not going to be in these movies. Yeah. But like when I when I hear like Tara Strong, who's a good voiceover artist, or like the last the last one was like uh, one of the girls from Big Bang Theory, that Batman Harley Quinn that was terrible. The new one, I think, is the other one from Big Bang Theory. It's like Kaylee Coco is doing this animated series. And I'm like... If Kevin Conroy can still be Batman and Mark right. Hamill can still be Joker, why can't Arlene Sorkin still be Harley? Because I was listening to, I was watching, I think almost got him. And I was like, you know what? Her Brooklyn accent's not that thick. Like, it's not as thick as every other actress has done it. And yeah. every other actress is doing a heightened impression of her. Well, that's, I think, the big thing or the, the tell-all of it is that all these other actresses are doing an imitation of her. They're not doing their own version of the character. Right. And you, you, know? and you find that with Joker where some guys are doing Mark Hamill because Mark Hamill doesn't always do Joker. Right. But when guys do Mark Hamill, you're like, eh, so what? But And then if somebody like John DiMaggio does it differently, you're like, oh, now I'm interested again. Yeah. And you do want to see something different. You know, it's kind of like... You you just don't want to have the same thing all the time. If yeah, it's, I'm also if not- it's the same if it's the same actor, that's fine. Mark Hamill can play the Joker as often as he is willing to do so. Right, and I think there's nothing wrong with that. I think it's like if you're going to come in, don't do Mark Hamill though. If you're going to be a different actor and come in and try to do the Joker, don't do Mark Hamill's Joker. It's like what's right. your Joker? And if you don't have a Joker that's not Mark Hamill's Joker, don't be the Joker. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Come up, go be somebody else. Yeah. The. Uh- yeah. The, uh, oh, you know what's really funny? I just realized this was... Uh, so, as I said, the last couple of year, uh, weeks, I've been binge-watching Cheers. I'm in, mean, like, season nine. Of yeah. It. And within a day, um, both Kevin Conroy and Diedrich Bader were on Cheers. Oh, really? So, Kevin Conroy came into the bar and hit on Carla. Yeah. And he had, like, big floppy 90s hair, and he was a big guy. Like, now he's really thin. 
But I, I was guess like, it like never occurred to me that Kevin Conroy was like an actor instead of a voiceover actor. Yeah, he was mostly a Broadway guy, but he did some. Yeah, he did two Cheers, and it was so funny because I wasn't even looking at the screen, and it was that Bruce Wayne voice. Oh, obviously yeah. not the Batman, but he's like, "Hey, Carla." Yeah, and I was like, and then the next episode, <laughs> You're just like Bruce Wayne, what are you yes. doing here? <laughs> well, I said to Ben, I'm like, "Do you see who that is?" I'm like, "He's like who?" I'm like. I'm like, that's Batman the Animated Series. And then the voice came out. He's like, oh, that's <laughs> yeah. But then the next episode, Diedrich Bader, who's had a much bigger on-camera uh, career. He was on the Drew Carey show. Mm-hmm. He did a lot of Veep. He's on a show right now that I don't watch. Um, he did all King of the Hill. He's been around a long, long time. So you can recognize him right off the bat. But he like he like took Sam's order. And I'm like, there's two, two animated Batmans on Cheers. Oh, he was a Batman too? Yeah, he was Brave and the Bold. Oh, okay. So that's two Batmans. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's like uh, uh, voiceover talent's always an interesting thing, just because it's like these guys can go do other stuff, and yep. you know, it's like look at the people that play the Simpsons. Like, oh, you play twelve characters. It's yeah, bananas. So it kind of makes sense when they go out and they're, they're, they're doing other things. But my favorite so- story about uh, voiceover artists was. Uh, the Simpsons cast was like holding out for more money because they worked on the goddamn Simpsons. Yeah. And uh, Fox went behind their backs and went to all the other voiceover artists because uh, Maurice Marsh told this story. Um, Maurice Marsh is the brain and he did a lot of Futurama. Uh, but they asked him, they said, can you do Mr. Burns? He said, yes, and I won't. Yeah. He's, and they were like, oh, well, why not? We would offer you this money because Harry Shearer is asking for this amount of money. And and if he gets it, that means I can ask for more money on my show. So they couldn't get anybody to replace the voice cast. So it, they all stood in solidarity. For it was it. And they got more money. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And they all got more money. And it's a small community. And they all like get along really well. Yeah. Well, they I say, think I was listening to a podcast with like a voiceover artist. Rob Paulson has a really good podcast. It's about voiceover artists. Yeah. And this was like a specific episode. And somebody was talking about voiceover and they were saying how – They've worked with most everybody in the community because every it's because it is such a tight knit community. You've worked with everyone, or you've worked with everyone who's worked with everyone. You know, it's like it's yeah. not like six degrees of separation. It's like two or three degrees of separation. It's like, oh, I haven't worked with Mark Hamill, but I've worked with a hundred people that have worked with Mark Hamill. Right? You yeah, know? yeah. Rob Paulson, who does uh, Yakko and Pinky, mm. had a podcast for a while, and it became like a YouTube podcast. Then became behind a paywall, and I kind of lost track of it but he interviewed everybody else so he had like he had a mark hamill episode yeah he had like a john maggio episode and maurice lamarsh episode and they're really really interesting and they tell all these kind of stories yeah because these guys they you don't make a lot of money and they said the only way to make a living is to do like six cartoons a day and these guys just drive all over town yeah that's crazy yeah um that's the oh that's as much as i wanted to be an actor as a voiceover yeah i thought i was like oh honestly all i really wanted to do was be part of cartoons in some way yeah. or form. How can I attach myself to this? I know. Yeah, there, we there, to, was, uh, there was a period where I was home with Ben and I was doing stand I wasn't doing stand up that much because I had a baby and I didn't want to go back to advertising, which I ended up doing. And then I realized that they made Sesame Street about a mile away from my house. Yeah. And I was like, I gotta get in there. I could I, I could write sketches for Ernie and Bert. Yeah. And then uh they had cutbacks and all the writers who were there lost their jobs. Right. Uh, we got to do a lot of voiceovers at work where we got to cast something. So it's like, you know, we get the a portion of the script. We put it on voices.com and then any anyone on there can submit to it. So it's like, you know, you set it for a week, you come back and you check it five days later and then you've got a hundred voiceovers yeah. to listen to. And that's uh, kind of a fun day. 
it used to be. <laughs> and then I started doing a lot more of it, and I'm like, oh, this actually sucks. I've only done it ten times, but it's always, uh, I always get a kick out of it because they're usually reading lines I wrote, which is cool. And oh, then, yeah, that's And then you're immediately different. like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. And then you debate people. Well, it's great because it's, it's like, like collecting uh, in a way. It's, uh, we, we don't want to send the client because we always, uh, voices allows you to send, uh, samples from the voiceovers to the client for reviews. So it's like, I listen to a hundred of them. I'm only going to send the client five or 10. I don't want to give the yeah, client. Yeah, you're going to, you're going to make your choices. Right. For, first. And it's like, uh, you'll have them read like 30 seconds of script and you know, in five seconds, yeah. whether or not it's, <laughs> you know, it's like, I don't even listen to half of these. You get it's one like, line. You're like, nope, nope, not, not the one. Nope. <laughs> and it's crazy that you can tell. And it's totally objective. And it's so hard to describe. It's yeah, like every time, every time I've had to difficult. write a description for a voiceover artist, it's always the same. It's like it, it it's always like thirty to forty, authoritative yet warm. Right, every single yeah, one of them. It's so bizarre, and you get so many different. And ones the back. platform has that where it'll say like age range, and then mm-hmm. accent, and then you know, have you want to put these descriptors in from the client? And it's like for the most part, we'll tell the client, we'll be like, uh, so what are you looking for for the voiceover? And they're always kind of shy about it. You're like, no, you just got to have to tell me. Do you want a man? Do you want a woman? Do you want like an old person, a young person? You want kind? It's like, well, they never want to pick because they always feel like they're, they're being, offending. Somebody. Well, they feel like they're being racist in some way. Right. It's they're so like, weird. Well, they're like, well, we don't want black people. Well, did I just say that? <laughs> yeah. Well, I always tell people is, uh, is just like, think of how you want it to sound. You know, even if you have like an actor in mind, you know, this one person told me, he's like, we want somebody like Morgan Freeman. I'm like, that's perfect. I yeah. can go to voices and say, because you will get 30 me, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, you will and it's crazy because there's so many different people on this platform oh yeah yeah it was one of the things i miss about working in a big agency the last one i worked at had had a recording studio down the hall for me so these people come in oh wow and they had like a soundproof booth and you just like walked over to your desk and you went in you gave direction you that's cool yeah that's that's part of the fun stuff yeah we do have good microphones in this room well i do that that's another thing i was always surprised with is um the quality of the microphones is uh is good. It's you know it's, it makes sense. You know you, you're a musician, so well it, you had the tools. It makes such a difference. Uh, that that's the thing you talk about voiceover knowing within two seconds. Like, there's so many podcasts I listen to. I'm like, oh, I'll try this out, and I'm like, nope, nope. And sometimes it's just the sound quality. Sometimes yeah. it's just like, oh, you turned on your laptop and you're just talking and it's echoing all over the sure. place. I'm like, no, no, I'm not doing yeah, this. Yeah, I don't have uh that too much with podcasts cuz I think I'm listening to like professionally produced podcasts when I am listening to podcasts. Right. But I think YouTube videos are the number Ugh. if I see a YouTube video and it's like like and subscribe before we get to the bottom of the video, it's like, nah, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to like this. I'm not going to subscribe. My, I'll give you my, a thumbs down and leave. My trip is any video that starts with, "Hey guys, what's up?" Right, yeah. Then I'm like, nope. It's so weird because it's like you're doing what every other video does. You'd think these people would think like that's not a great way to start a video. It's like, do you watch a video and you're like, oh, thank God, this yeah. guy asked me what's up before he got into his spoiler review for the Joker movie. Right. Well, there's a million. I mean, there's a million podcasts out there. We've been doing this for six years. Yeah. And now there's exponentially more podcasts than there used to be. And our podcast is not one that has a, a very big niche. Like, um, well, oh uh, yeah, because we're we're covering uh, we're broad, all so the it's same like shit though. There's thousands of podcasts that are, are doing the same fine-tuned. stuff we are, yeah. But you, so you try to learn well. Well, how can I do this really well? And we've we've talked about should we change the format to something that no one else is doing? And it's like, 
Well, what between us would we want to talk about week after week after week? I think, well, and I think that's part of the problem is that you do want to do, I do want to keep doing it. So it has to get to the point where it's like, if we're not going to agree on very narrow topics, such as if I was like, John, let's cover every issue of Avengers. You're not going to be in for that. Likewise, I'm not going to be in for covering every issue of Batman. It's like, it's funny because you and I agree on most things, but we have very different tastes. Yes, yeah, so I think um, that the like broader we both love Marvel and DC, but we tend to go to the other ex- other extremes. Yeah, where it's like none of my favorite books are your favorite books. Yeah, there's actually never a lot of overlap between what we're reading, unless it's it's. I think honestly, it's only ever uh, consistently Spider Man, which yeah, so is like those... so is everybody else. You yeah. know, and sometimes it's Batman, depending on who the team is. Right, and I would. Uh, and I by, wasn't by the reading... way, this week John Romita Jr. drew yeah. all the Batman, and all oh, that was so good. Yeah, it's cool. It's still he redesigned Bane. And I was like, you redesigned Bane. You just go and redesign Bane. He should redesign everybody. Yeah. Um, we I got it... a KG Beast action figure <laughs> that he redesigned, and you won't leave it alone. I, it's actually uh, I don't care for the KG Beast, but I love that figure. Yeah, my, the KGB is the was in the first issue of Batman I ever took off the racks, and the same month the uh, the ventriloquist was in the first it issue was the of Detective, first ventriloquist. and it was the f- for both of them. It was their yeah. first appearance, so I really love both of those characters. Yeah, um, I, I it it is still weird to see John Romita Jr. draw Batman. It's weird it to is. see him draw any DC figures or characters. And it's honestly, it's the same way I thought when I saw uh, not Jack Kirby draw the New Gods because that makes sense. Uh, Jack Kirby created the New Gods, right? But I, Jimmy Olsen, when I when I was exposed to the New Gods, it's like they were. uh, It was it was Jack Kirby artwork first, so that that always made sense. It's weird to see Jack Kirby draw Superman. It was weird to see Jack Kirby draw Wonder Woman and Batman. It was weird for Jack Kirby because they erased all his faces. Yes. And had uh, uh, Wayne Boring. What a great name. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Boring. You could have changed that, buddy, in the uh, publishing business. Yeah. You know, yeah. you got to get a, what what you call it. I want to draw action superheroes. But, uh, what's your name? Boring. You know what's the weirdest Marvel character to see Jack Kirby draw? Batman. His Batman's funky. Marvel character. Oh, Marvel. Yeah. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. He couldn't do it. It's so weird. He he couldn't do the webs. He always just did like straight webs yeah. down his face. It was so weird. Yeah, it's, so... it's like, I don't know how to describe it. This guy could draw anything he wants except fucking Spider-Man. Well, uh, he originally drew Spider-Man. And, and Sta- even Stanley was like, you can't draw Spider-Man. He gave it to Ditko. He's like, yeah. the weird. Give it to the weirdo down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> The greatest thing in the world this week. Um, so I, I try to uh, recommend things that people can actually go buy that are affordable instead of like go get the Alpha Flight on the bus. I just started it and I don't know if I'm gonna like it, but it's a hundred bucks. So in- instead of that, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna offer uh, some cheaper. Uh, more affordable options for things to go buy, and um, I've talked before, uh, obviously, on our comic book podcast about the different comics I'm reading that I'm really digging, and I don't know if we talked about this one yet, uh, but there, it's Marvel's 80th anniversary this year, right? 80th? Yes. Yeah, 80 years. It's Batman's um, 80th anniversary and Marvel's. Yeah, and so they're doing a lot of dope stuff that they probably wouldn't have greenlit had it not been the anniversary. 
And one of the things that they've been coming out with that I've actually really, really been liking is they're doing a history of the Marvel Universe book that Mark Wade's writing. Because is that good? I've been it's thinking, so good. I, I thought I'd trade Wade for it. Yeah, uh, you could. Yeah, uh, it's 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 Mark Wade is such a comic book nerd mm-hmm. that it's like I wouldn't be surprised if he's doing this all from memory. <laughs> but it's basically like uh, Galactus and Franklin Richards at the end of the universe. And they're like the last two beings in the universe. And Galactus is recounting the history of the Marvel Universe. And they're not really getting into like why they're doing this. They're kind of skirting around that. It's more of like a vehicle to go through the Marvel Universe. Um, And I thought it... uh, I thought it was... It wasn't Pablo Rivera. But there was another guy that was drawing Daredevil. Not Chris Somney. When Mark Wade was writing it. There's this other... I think he was a Hispanic artist. And um, he's I'm going right back to Pablo Rivera. Yeah, that's why I thought it was too, but it's definitely not Pablo Rivera because it's like that guy's. I'll never mistake that guy for anyone. But now he did a lot of amazing Spider-Man after. Yes, he's too. probably one of the smartest people making comics when he's making comics. But uh, whoever this artist is is phenomenal, and it's like every page is like a splash page, and it just kind of weaves through like the Marvel history. But they're incorporating all the revisions both good and bad that they've made in like the last 15 years or so so even things like original sin where it's like the watcher got murdered on the moon and uh there's like the man on the wall type job that nick fury was doing in secret that i guess bucky's doing now and maybe not it's like all the obscure stuff they've kind of just like condensed this down to this like cool narrative and um it is cool to kind of see it go from start all the way through uh, with this like awesome modern art that's really got like this retro-y style to it, um, and then just kind of seeing how they like beeb and wav like uh, whatever you call it, through through the Marvel uh, universe. Uh, so anyway, I'd say it's like a mini series. It's pretty cool. Uh, it's incorporating a lot of modern stuff into it, and then the back of the book they they show you the actual. Uh, reference for like what they're talking about for people like me who haven't read all this crap can look back and be like oh okay so thor fought the celestials in thor 300 and that was a big deal because you know for whatever reason did you ever see uh dc did this in the 80s uh yeah right after crisis they did uh history of the dc universe george George perez Perez drew it yeah Yeah, and i think marv wolfman wrote it but Mm -hmm. it was right after crisis because one of the things about Crisis was no alternate Earths anymore. Everything happened in the same Earth. Which I love that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally um, into that. So they, so part of it was retconning Earth 1 and Earth 2 into one timeline. Yes. But it was the same kind of thing. And that was text. It, there weren't word balloons or anything. Yeah, it was almost this like is a children's too. book. Yeah. That's essentially what this is because it's it'll and be like... beautiful splash pages of characters. Yeah, it's really awesome. And George Perez is like a perfect artist for that. I had read that book... Uh, not understanding what it was, I bought it because uh, the reprint of it, by the time I was reading comics, Alex Ross has done a really nice wraparound cover for it, which is uh, incredible. Uh, and I remember reading it, and it's th- that kind of stuff's just nice as like a comic fan getting into comics. It's a good way to get like a good primer. It's like, here's the groundwork for the universe we're playing in. They're not going to mention everything, but they're going to mention the majority of stuff. And they'll mention the big stuff. So it's like, X-Men's a good example. A lot of mad shit happens to X-Men. Well, this book covers the 90s uh the the decade of the 90s right so it's like you're reading it and be like okay this is where the legacy virus comes from it was strife of course it's nonsense it's like this is where cable comes from and this is 
uh, what the Age of Apocalypse was about. And this is what, um, you know, uh, they talk about Mutant Massacre, which I just recently read, but it was, it's, they're covering uh, broad strokes on things that um, would would otherwise be <laughs> hours and hours and hours of reading. Which and, Mark Wade has done. Which Mark Wade has done because he's an adorable person. <laughs> Uh, so it, I, I love stuff like this and it's just, it's really, really cool stuff. The artwork's incredible. Uh, Mark Wade clearly has a nerdy love for this stuff and it's, uh, any type of book like this, uh, I'm all about. Well, I'll swing the pendulum the other way and my thing is something you cannot get. Uh, yeah, you can't have it, so don't try it. No, um, at San Diego, I may have mentioned this when it came out at San Diego, uh, NECA, which is the way you're supposed to say it, but everyone calls it NECA. Yeah, they should just change it. The, um, the action figure company, they do a lot of uh, Aliens, Predators, and Terminators. About two or three years ago, they announced these figures. They were going to do DC Alien Predator team-ups based on the books. And they had uh, the Kubert Batman and Armor versus a Predator, and they had Superman versus an Alien. Um, because of rights, they couldn't sell it at retail and it seemed like it was going to disappear. And then they were like, Hey, we're going to do it as a San Diego exclusive. And like Mezco and a lot of the other small companies, which I love, they're like, we'll put it on our website before you can take pre-orders, but then they'll sell out real fast and then we'll mail it to you. So I got those two sets. I probably talked about them when they came out. Absolutely the nicest Superman figure I've ever gotten. Batman was great. Well, for New York Comic Con, which just passed, they ha- they released two more sets. Uh, there's a Batman versus Jokerized aliens, like a white alien with a green head, and then a Hal uh, a Green Lantern, which actually has Hal Jordan and John Stewart heads, versus a Predator, which was like in the background of Sinestro Corps. So it's a uh, Predator with a yellow ring. Yeah, which is horrifying. Yes, and all of his accessories are like clear yellow plastic. Yeah, and he's got the emblem. Uh, they're really nice. They sold out immediately. They're probably very, very expensive on eBay. Uh, the Batman is intensely gorgeous. It's a perfect Bernie writes in Batman. If, um, if you were a fan of the few times Bernie drew Batman in, in the Swamp Thing, in Batman the Cult in the 80s, or in some of the, uh, Justice League the Weird, um, he had a very particular style for the way he did it. And it's, uh, it's perfect to that it's even bronze age where it's got the yellow oval he's got the blue on the yeah. pants he's gray there's also a little bit of simon bisley going on in the in the mask so it's very much that late 80s batman which makes me realize i have lots and lots and lots of batman figures you have so many uh they've na- no one's really nailed this era and this was like what batman looked in the comics when the tim burton movie was out and it's gorgeous the hal jordan uh i keep calling him hal jordan but the Green Lantern is also fantastic, and mine's totally screwed up. Where they, yeah. <laughs> he has it's a spine for a stomach up. and a stomach for a spine. Yeah, it's my old fun. friend, Mister McGregor, with a leg for an arm and an arm for a leg. They put his joint in backwards. Yeah, which is crazy. I don't know how to crack him open and switch him around. But he's an exclusive, so I'll probably never get him again. Yeah, I post on Instagram and I at Nika to see if they were like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." We'll send you another one. Yeah, they haven't. Yeah, I think you have to direct. Contact or email somebody. It's I'm just, just afraid they're like, hey, mail it back. And then yeah, nah, no. save on the postage and just send me another one. I wonder is like, does that, does that mean it's, uh, these things are assembled by hand? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, the plastic is stamped out by machine. 
but you know they're all they're uh they're all hand sculpted they're starting to do digital sculpting now yeah which is coming in but you know um when i used to work at artisan it was all by hand but then the factory yeah factory's stamping out the plastic but then people are putting them together that's and you'll see there'll be like little l's and little r's on the arms and right so they don't switch them around and that's why you get these mistakes yeah we're like uh, and of course, they're not worth any more if they're screwed up. Or right? They're, they're worth. Like, they got to be worth less, if anything. Yeah. Yeah. You know, or this. Yeah. Well, that's like you don't want to go trying to take it apart to put it back together because I'll like, probably destroy. You'll it. probably break it. Yeah. 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 I did that once with a Mattel Batman, and it's still never been the same. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they they look great. It's like uh, that Green Lantern's pretty great, even though he's, he he does look like he's got the weirdest six pack in the world. Yeah, he's, he's got a very streamlined so stomach. Yeah. Well, what are you into? What'd you get? Uh, what are you buying? Uh, what are you reading? What do you do? How you doing? How do you know? You want a beer? Uh, let us know. <laughs> I am at not in my book on Instagram and Twitter. So far, that is the official caffeinated comics uh, social uh, network feed. Uh, but. How about this? I'll ask a question. If you would like to see an official caffeinated comic social feed, uh, text me directly. <laughs> or, or at me at not in my book on yeah. Twitter and Stitch. Don't text my phone. Yeah, no, they're gonna get people now. <laughs> I got hung up on that word, and that was yeah. not the right word. No, that was the wrong word there, John. But at me at Twitter, at me at Instagram, and uh tell me why. Tell me why you would you think at Caffeinated Comics would be a good idea to do. Hmm. Uh, why I need to run two social networks? Because I know Steve has not got it. I'll try to do an Instagram, but I've been saying that for a while and it hasn't happened. So more than likely, I won't. Yeah, but I'll try. But our Facebook page is doing fine. That's where I find all my news. Yeah, uh, Facebook.com/slash Caffeinated Comics. We repost all the news that we see fit to print and talk about at the end of the week. Um, and Stephen, you are somewhat um, on Instagram. Yeah, as I'm you somewhat said. on Instagram at the Brave Butter Pecan, and uh, you can always find Caffeinated Comics on Spotify, Stitcher, and iTunes. And we will talk to you next week.